Hello, my friends, and good evening. It is 9.54 p.m. on October 31st, and we are here for a special spooky edition, episode 9 of the uh, Jack's Facts podcast. Um, it's not actually going to be spooky at all, so don't get your hopes up at all by the title. I just use the excuse of this day to enter the title there. So, uh, first I'd like to apologize to everybody, all of you, for being late on the, uh, podcast. Uh, I know that it's been, like, almost two weeks now, maybe more? Maybe more, maybe a little bit less? Anyways, it's been close enough to two weeks, it's been long enough to where I, uh, I have voided my contractual obligations of this podcast of providing 30 minutes once a week, and, uh, so I spent the rest of that time, uh, locked in a dungeon for fucking up that contractual obligation that I have made with myself. Um, I was going to do one this past five or six days, but I was on vacation, and as soon as I got back to see my family, I was like, well, that podcast can wait, because they're more important, so it was it was a wonderful time. Um, let's see, what do we have to talk about today? Uh, today, I wanted to talk about, um, let's see, I need to stop saying um so much. Again, I've been trying to get on myself about that, get better about that. I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast. I just drove nine hours back from the Northern Virginia area to here in Nashville where I live. So I'm going to be a little bit frazzled and you guys are all just going to have to deal with it. At least you're getting podcast today. Um, I wanted to talk, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast today uh, with, I got to look up his name now because I'm not going to fuck this up. I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast today with a young uh, pundit guy, pundit, researcher, reporter, wasn't Alex Honnold, who's this man, who did we just listen to, not Lex Friedman, not Kelly Slater, damn it, just listen to shit today, know that it's in here somewhere, Yep, you're all still waiting on this, because I'm determined to find it now. Kyle Kalinske, there we go. Kyle Kalinske, a political activist, progressive talk radio host, social democratic political commentator, and co-founder of Justice Democrats. And he hosts a podcast called Secular Talk, or a radio show, maybe it is. Uh, but I was really, really fascinated by this podcast. You know, I just kind of threw it on because I needed to kill three hours in the car and that the Joe Rogan podcast is a great way to do that. And, um, I realized that I am one of those people where I surround myself with a ton of confirmation bias for like a lot of things. Like if I get really, really into something, uh, recently in the past, you know, year or two, or maybe closer to three now, it's been politics. Uh, previously it was fashion. Um, it's also been Bitcoin technology in the time. Um, I, like I said, I, I receive a lot of confirmation bias. I don't necessarily seek it out. I like to try and get like good, valid information. But a lot of the times I've noticed that if I come across a point or data or a statement that conflicts with my beliefs, I will typically just brush it off as that being wrong and myself being correct, which is like textbook. Um, well, I think that's actually cognitive dissonance. But uh, the point is that I would generally listen to, I would li regarding politics, I would listen to a lot of uh, podcasts, read a lot of articles, read a lot of things, books in general that are akin to my views and things. 
And listening to this podcast today was a lovely change of pace because this guy wasn't your typical political commentator, I guess. He seemed to be very uh, information-driven, very factual, and very, just like, really nerdy, I guess. Like, very scientific and uh, data-driven in what he was talking about. I'm struggling to recall the exact talking points we just talked about, but there was a good bit of it that was shitting on Trump. Um, Not shitting on him, but just calling him on the bullshit of what gets reported, like the unemployment. He, what did he have to say about the unemployment? Oh, he was just saying that unemployment is a shitty way to measure uh, political success of in a society because, you know, there could be a society where everybody's employed, uh, even though nobody's making money, it would be slavery. There would be 100% employment then, you know, because you could just go out and, I guess, wrangle yourself a slave and then have a slave that you wouldn't have to pay because they're a slave and they're working. And, you know, in theory, if you did this to everybody, everybody's either a slave or a slave owner, there would be, in fact, 100% employment. But, again, that would be terrible, and we've seen that before and currently in places in the world, and it is terrible. But... That was a good point. And so he was also talking about how uh, wages have gone down, which I actually don't know about because I've heard on both sides, well now from his side and from the other more right-leaning side that wages have gone up. He's claiming they've gone down. I'll have to do some more actual research into that. He didn't, that I can recall, I don't believe he provided any sites or sources. But you know when somebody's talking and you can just listen to them and you can tell by the tone of their voice, the way that they're expressing things, the way that they're communicating with another individual, that they're just honest people and they're just, they're not trying to bullshit you. Um, They're just trying to convey what it is that they know and believe in the most honest and factual manner possible. And that, I, like I said, I think that's a feeling that you can get, that you can feel with people. Like when you're, when you're engaged in like a good, deep conversation with somebody. Um, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. It can almost feel like borderline psychedelic. There is definitely some sort of shift that happens inside of you where your conscious mind and the other person's conscious mind or whoever is involved in the discussion, your minds kind of blend together and like form this new uh, space and area of communication. And that was a really good discussion and it seemed to happen on this podcast that I was listening to. Kyle Kalinske, again, uh, if you missed the name in the beginning... Uh, he was talking about what else they were what else did they address they addressed some of the things that I wanted to address and tried to record a podcast previously uh, but failed because I was running off of like two hours of sleep and it was just uh, I think I got to 20 minutes and I could have definitely condensed it down to like five to seven and it was just a lot of me going okay and uh, what am I gonna talk about next I don't even know what I'm gonna talk about so I didn't want to make any of you suffer through that Hopefully this will be a little bit more coherent, it seems to be, at least to me at this point. But like I said, I've been in the car for nine hours, so you be the judge. Let's see. Uh, anyways, get back to this. So this Kyle Kalinske guy, he just, he had a lot of, um, he had a lot of things to say that were negative of the, uh, God damn it, I need to stop saying that. That were negative regarding the, regarding Trump, regarding the Republican Party. Uh, a lot of it regarding the Democrats as well. Like I said, he was he had, was much more middle of the line than your average kind of uh, political commentator, political speculator, whatever you want to call them, political pundit, journalist, activist. We're just I'm just throwing out words here. Um, 
so anyways, this, the way that this guy was communicating in this very, uh, like I said, what I felt to be a very honest and, uh, what's a better word, a very honest way of communicating, a very, um, yeah, but honest is the best one I got, a very honest way of communicating. It was striking me in a way because I was like, okay, there's, there's something here that this guy is saying that I, like, something in me disagrees with. And... I realized that while I was listening to him, that if I were to try and debate this man and refute his points that he was bringing up, I would have no way of doing that. I was like, oh, shit, like, this guy is much more knowledgeable than I am. It's probably why he's Joe Rogan. Um, you know, he's probably been researching this a lot more. And as much as I would like to have talking points to prove him wrong or, like, shut him down and, you know, poke back, give negative back, not even give negative back, but just refute the negative that he is throwing to what I feel like is my team uh, that that didn't sit well with me because I was like okay well I can't do that and if I can't do that then why am I so bound to this team of like being a conservative or a Republican or whatever I don't even as I was I'm gonna get into this as I was listening to I don't even know what to describe myself as anymore because uh, earlier in my life I was I was probably I was probably I think 14 or 15. And I remember having a very liberal friend in high school and a very conservative friend in high school. And I remember I was leaving, reading Facebook one night at like 11.30 because Facebook was the only like social media app at that point. And these guys were both very, very, very bright men. Like I'm sure they're both excelling in whatever it is they're doing right now. But one of them, like I said, was extremely conservative, the other extremely liberal. And I can't recall exactly what it was they were debating. But I remember watching them go like point for point, like paragraph for paragraph, just debating something in these Facebook comments. And it was fascinating to watch for me because I was like, oh, like this is, this is like a big point in the difference in a lot of this. And the liberal gentleman, when I would read his arguments, all of his arguments seemed to come from an honest place. This, you know, this is a very sweet guy as well. This seemed to come from like a really good place of compassion and caring. And uh, like, I think what the true progressivism that a lot of Democrats would like to see in the world. And like, I... I want to say it was something having to do with universal health care. And then this other guy would come back and he would just sort of refute all the points that, you know, and provide his own. And you know how a debate goes. But he would use a lot more, like, logic and rationale in his arguments. He's like, look, I understand what you're saying. Like, it would be nice, you know, if we could have universal health care. But due to this billing and what it would mean to, like, tax all these people and, you know, X, Y, and Z, we can't do that. And here's why it wouldn't work out. And I was like, oh. Like, I had, like, a snapping moment. I was like, holy shit, like, this, this conservative side of things, like, resonates with me so much more. Because, you know, I, during this time, I was going through a big toss-up, and I was like, oh, man, like, you know, I, am I conservative? Am I liberal? Like, you know, maybe women should be able to do whatever they want with their body. Like, you know, totally their choice. Like, if you're, if you want to abort a fetus, then go for it. Um, that's, what, what were some other ones? Gay marriage? It's like, you know, go for it. It's, like, totally fine. And still on one of those, you know, gay marriage, you marry whoever you want, or really give a shit. I don't really know how I feel about abortion anymore. That's, uh, you know, a lot of things above my eyes. To me, it does seem like you are, in fact, just killing a child. But, again, I, that's, again, probably something I need to do a lot more research on. You know, there is, like, I guess, the argument for when it becomes, like, feasible. But then there are arguments against, okay, well, like, if you can get healthcare in these places, like, it could be feasible, you know, a fetus could be feasible in theory at like five months whereas like out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in like kentucky you know you don't have a very good hospital nearby it's probably not going to go too well if you have that baby very premature 
So there's, I mean, there's all kinds of nuances that go into it, like with everything, but, um, sort of round this out. That, that was when I kind of made my decision, like, okay, I'm much more on the conservative side of things than on the liberal side of things in this dichotomy. Um, but I was also like, okay, well, I'm also very much for like people being able to use whatever substances they want, like kind of just pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. Um, as long as they're not, you know, actively hurting or like harassing another individual. And so I classify myself as libertarian at that point. And then as we've moved on in the years, um, I kind of fell out of politics. Well, I mean, I was never really in it that much. Like I never paid attention to, I guess, policy or anything like that. I was just a shithead teenager. But with the Trump presidency, I was like, oh, fuck, like this is something big, you know, like all of us who were like, holy shit, like this is something really big that's going on. And I remember debating with, uh, excuse me for a second, I remember debating with friends of mine that were very like pro Bernie Sanders and they were talking about like, oh, you know, universal health care and free tuition and so forth. And I remember trying to poke back at them and be like, what, that, that, you can't, you can't just do that. Like we already have, like you can't just pay for something with nothing. Like the government has to get that money from somewhere. The government generates no revenue, you know, da, 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 da. Had I known it today, I would have been able to say, you know, we already have, uh, I think, what is it like? a hundred something trillion in unfunded liabilities that were maybe it's like uh, i can't i don't know the exact number but it's like an absurd number in unfunded liabilities that the u.s government has promised as ious to people basically in terms of like uh medicaid medicare um wow social security got the biggest one uh, so where was i going with that thought let me let me wrangle that thought back Oh, there we go. And I was talking about the Trump presidency. So, anyways, I was uh, like, like honed in on this election because I was like, oh shit, like something's really happening here. And I've discovered my love, or maybe I would should better call it an obsession of politics at this point. I don't know if it's like a love, but it's definitely a strong hobby of mine. And I would say that up to this point, where I've kind of had a an epiphany, I guess I had today. Uh, I would say an obsession where, like I said, I was very much just looking for things that would confirm my point of view, make me feel more right. And that I knew what I was talking about. And then you get stuck with something like this today where it's like, oh man, like this guy is saying things that I don't like, saying things that I disagree with, saying things that like according to my team, you know, quote unquote, I should agree with or disagree with and disavow and tell him that he's wrong. It's like, but I can't, like I have no information to back up that he's wrong. Um, so, and you know, a lot of things that, it was, that he was saying, I can't remember any off the top of my head right now, unfortunately, because I listened to it like four hours ago or more than that. And I listened to a couple of other podcasts in between. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, if I can't, if I can't refute this guy with the information that I have on hand and I could only, you know, kind of bullshit my way, maybe bullshit my way through it. He's a pretty sharp guy. He'd probably be able to come back with something. And I was like, why do I feel so determined to argue the other side? And... I think that's an important question that we should all ask ourselves. I think you should ask yourself that. And I think that it is something that I should start applying to myself in a greater number of situations. Um, there are obviously some things where, you know, I do as a complete joke. Like I have drank out of a Fiji water bottle now for shit the past, since, since my senior year of high school. So was I three, four years? I can't do math off the top of my head right now. So something like that, but I've just like had, in enamoration with the Fiji water bottle because it is unargued. I Fiji, you should fucking sponsor me because I'm telling you, man, I've been fucking pushing your product. And there are people whose 
in their mind's eye as soon as they see a Fiji water bottle that's connected to my name. So I fucking got you, Fiji water. But it's the most aesthetically pleasing water bottle. Obviously, it makes every sip taste like a fucking vacation. No, this is not a paid ad, but yes, it should be. Um, but, you know, obviously, it's just something I play up for humor and a joke. You know, most of the time it's fucking filled with tap water anyways, because I just, you know, you gotta, you gotta fucking ball on a budget. But, what I'm getting at is that this, this joke, uh, not, what's, um, not obsession, but this joke, um, this mock, mock allegiance, there we go, mock allegiance that I've given to Fiji water, I have realized that I also hold to, at this point, or held, maybe, at this point, uh, to the Republican Party, where I was like, okay, well, you know, like, there are some neocons, but, like, these guys, like, these are our fucking guys, like, they're on our team, like, we just gotta support them, but what happens when, you know, like, say you have, like, a big group of friends out, and, like, there's, like, some friends in there that, like, those are your fucking boys, like, your squad, like, you're out there, like, you know these dudes, like, you know every thought that's running through their head, you guys can just, like, run in unison, like a fucking pack, but then, like, maybe they've got a couple homies that, like, they met at college or something like that, they're super close, but, like, you don't know that guy that well. So it's like, all right, like, you know, if you're boys with my boy, like, obviously we're all boys here, you know, we're all friends here. And so, you know, maybe you're out and he starts talking and he starts talking a little bit reckless and you're like, whoa, chief, like, hey, I don't, I don't know about, you know, whatever it was that they may or may not have just happened to say. A lot of that, I feel like, also happens on the, uh, in politics. And so what I've realized for myself and what maybe other, a lot of other people need to realize because all of these issues that we tend to think are very specific to ourselves are issues that other people are actively dealing with and if they're not actively dealing with the exact issue that you're dealing with then they're dealing with some variation to where they can empathize with that so hopefully you guys can empathize with that and think like okay like i have these beliefs and i have these beliefs based on this data and you know i can point to like x y and z to support these beliefs but i should just make this more about myself because this is the realization that i've had but you know, if like I'm a big fan of, well, I'm, shit, let's just say I'm a fan of Donald Trump. You know, I do, I am. I like Donnie T's, my boy. Uh, let's say that Pence comes out, starts talking reckless and saying some shit that I don't like. It's like, okay, I need to be able to understand that I, I cannot like what Pence said and I can criticize what Pence has said without revoking the, the like for Trump that I have, I guess. And, I think that that should happen more as well. You know, I shouldn't just take at, you know, as being on my team, quote unquote, uh, whatever, you know, somebody from the Republican or the right of center party or, you know, anybody that's right of center has to say just because, you know, we're all like in this giant tug of war in the country, it seems like. Um, I think that if a lot of people could, you know, I, I really think it's just an application of critical thinking and a lack, definitely what I realize is a lack of such on my part, a lack of critical thinking, a lack of researching actual facts to back up, uh, to back up beliefs and a lack of, mm, I don't know, maybe it's just those first two, but, um, yeah, that's, that's something important that I think we got going on there. Alright, and with that, my sister just yelled at me to uh, brought my little sister back down. We're going to hang out for a few days. She just let me know that the Uber Eats has arrived. So we're not making it to 30 minutes today. We're making it to just under 20 minutes. We're at 19 minutes and 50 seconds here. So happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you're having a good day. I'm sorry on the delay. 
I'm back in Nashville now. I can get back in my schedule, back in the swing of things, back on track. I hope you, everybody has still been trying to learn a new skill, practicing something while listening to the podcast. Uh, if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, listen to the second episode. I would like everybody to try and you know learn something new or develop good habit or something like that while listening to the show. Um, yeah, that's it. Peace out, fuckers. I'll catch you all next week. Bye.